begin today the Gemara towards the bottom of Samachayim at Beis, where it says, Amar Abaya, about eight, nine lines from the bottom of the Yomot. Here the Gemara really starts a new Indian, since it brought up before a Shaila, where the Kiddushin could be done through an Eid Echad, or you need two Eidim for Kiddushin. So here the Gemara brings up a general Indian regarding trusting one Eid in different areas, not regarding Kiddushin, regarding different areas. In a, in a situation where one Eid says testimony, and the person that he's saying Eidus about is quiet. He's, he's, he's not, he's not uh, protesting what the Eid Echad is saying. Do we trust this Eid Echad? Omer Abaye, Abaye said, Omer loy Eid Echad. And Eid Echad tells the person, You ate forbidden fats, and therefore you have to bring a carbon for this. And the person hears what the Eid Echad says, and he's quiet. Neman. So the Eid Echad will be believed, and the reason is because here you're not relying just on the Eid Echad, but the fact that the person is quiet, this is how many Rishayim learn the Pshat in this, Taisvis here, that the fact that you're quiet is a certain Haidah. Uh, we have the Klal of Shtikaka Haidah, that if you're quiet, you're admitting and agreeing to what the Eid Echad is saying. So if you're not saying anything, so then you have to bring a carbon. Fetana Tuna, there's a Tana Nebraise. That says this as well. Omaloi eid echad achalta chaylev. Eid echad says you ate chaylev. Aloi meloi achalti. And the person is protesting and saying, no, it's not true, I did not eat chaylev. Then potter. He'll be potter from bringing a carbon. So what do we see here from this braise? Taime the omaloi. The reason why he doesn't have to bring a carbon is because he's protesting and saying that he did not eat the chaylev. Ha ishtik. However, if this person is quiet, mehemen. So then we do believe the eid echad. Because as I mentioned, shtikikaida. Omer Abaye, Abaye said that this applies also to another case. The Eidechot says that the produce that you have that was all tohar, that was all pure, I know it became tummy. And the person that he's saying this to is quiet. So again, because he's quiet and he's not protesting against the word of the Eidechot, so the Eidechot is believed. Again, we have a raya for this, what the Tana says. And Eidechot says that your things became Tommy. And the person is protesting and saying, no, it's not true. I know it did not become Tommy. Then Potter. Some of guys Potter here. The other gears over here in the Gemara is uh, that uh, right? It'll be Tohir. Because if he says it's not Tommy, so then there's no reason to trust what Eidechot says. Again, usually the cloud and Torah is an Eid Echad is not believed. <coughs> Eid Echad is believed to cause a person to make a Shavua in money matters. There are certain exceptions by a Saita and Eid Echad is believed, but otherwise usually an Eid Echad is not believed. The Chiddush of what Abai is saying over here is, if the person is quiet and he's accepting what the Eid Echad says, so then the Eid Echad is believed. So the Gemara says, Taime, the Omar Loi. The reason why the Eid Echad is not believed is because this person says that what the Eid Echad is saying is not true. Ha Ishtik, but if he's quiet, Mohammed then we'll accept the words of the Eid Echad. A third case where Abayah says this applies is, Omer Abayah, Omaloi Eid Echad. And Eid Echad comes and tells him, Shercha Nirba, the Shariah, the ox that you have, is also to be brought as a carbon because Nirba, it had a relation with a human being. And in such a case, it's also for a carbon. Now Rashi here points out that the relevance of this is only for the carbon. Otherwise, there is actually a halacha that a shard that has a relation with a human being is chay, you have to give it skila. But for that, for sure, you would need two edim. So that's not what we're talking about over here. We're talking over here about it being asr to be used for a carbon. The the owner of this axe is quiet. Nemon, the, the, again, the Eid Echad is believed. The Tana Tuna, the Tana says this as well. 
When you have an animal that an Aveda was done with it, or this could be Aveda Zare or another Aveda, or that this animal killed a human being, and only an Eidechod is saying so. So this is an animal that killed with an Eidechod is a Shera Niskal. Or the owner himself is saying so. Nemon, he's believed. So the Gemara explains what does it mean when it says al pi edechad, and then afterwards it says that the owner is saying so. Hi al pi edechad hechi domi. What does it mean when it says that the edechad is saying this? If the, the owner is ad- admitting to the edechad, meaning the the, the bailim is clearly saying, not just quiet. The bailim are clearly saying that what the edechad is saying is true. Hainu al pi abailim. It's the exact same thing when it says al pi habailim that the bailim is saying so. So the Pshat is Brais is the Shosik. That when the Brais says Eid Echad, it means the Eid Echad is saying that the, the animal did an Aveda, that it's a Nirba or another Aveda, and the Bailam are quiet. Shtike. And the Shtike is Kahida. And, and the Shtike that it's talking about over here, actually, the Mepharshim spell out, is not necessarily that the Shtike Kahida is that the Bailam being quiet means that he's Mamish being Maida. Usually the concept of shtika kaidah means that it's mamish considered to be a haidah. Shtika is equivalent to saying yes. Right? In, in money matters, it works that way. Over here the shtika is, as long as the bailam is quiet, why is the bailam being quiet? Because what the Eid Echad is saying is very possible that it happened, and therefore the bailam doesn't, can't, can't contradict him. So even if it's not mamish a full haidah, but the very fact that the bailam is quiet means that the bailam know that it's probable that what the Eid says is true, and therefore we trust the Eid Echad. Okay, so now Abaya here brought this halacha regarding three different cases. So the Gemara explains why he spells out the same halacha regarding all three cases. But it's necessary to say it in each one of these cases that when the Bailam are quiet, that we believe they dechot. If we bring the first case we spoke about when regarding chaylev, that the aid is saying that you ate chaylev and you have to bring a carbon, I would say, ilav the kimle benafshei the avad, if not for the fact that the owner, the man over here, knows that it's true, that he ate his chelev, so then the Ovet Chulim Bazare, Loi have a Maisi. He would be bringing Chulin, or the Achal is another Gersi, he would be bringing Chulin into the Azara. If not for the fact that this is true, that he ate chelev, then what, what, what is with his carbon? He's being over an Isra by bringing Chulin to the Azara. So if he's being quiet, so it must be that he knows that what the Eid is saying is true and therefore he's ready to bring this carbon. That's why the Bailam being quiet is very significant. Someone comes along and tells someone, your produce became Tomei. In such a case, the fact that the owner is quiet and is not protesting against the Eid is not just a strong proof that what the Eid is saying is true. Because what we could say is, hide the Shasik. The reason why the person is not arguing with the Eid he's quiet, the Savar, he thinks to himself, it's not so terrible if my produce became Tomei. Even if I don't protest on the Eidech, what's going to happen? So he says, he says, So I'll eat this produce in the times when I'm Tomei, in a situation where I'm Tomei. <coughs> or some, some even say that uh, even when a person is tired, he doesn't have to eat things that are tired. He can eat things that are Tomei as well. If it's a Yisrael and he's not going into the base of Mikdash. So the fact that something became Tomei is not necessarily the end of the world for, for him. So therefore he's not uh, arguing with the Eidech, But it doesn't mean, not a proof that he's quiet, that what the Eidech had said is true. That's why I buy out to say the Chiddush in this case as well. 
And then, v'yashminen ho, if it would say just this case, I would say, mishum dekomafsedli b'mei tarase. There is some kind of loss that he has here, that if he wants to keep his tare, he won't be able to eat this produce here. Aval shoyre nirba. The fact that someone comes along and says that your shoyre, your ox, had a relation, and therefore it can't be brought as a carbon, here, the person is not reacting to the yed echot, because he says, I have no loss in this at all. He says to himself, All the oxes that I have are not intended to be brought as a carbon. So what is this Eirechot saying? I won't be able to bring it as a carbon. Okay, I never thought of bringing it as a carbon. So yeah, he doesn't find it necessary to react to the Eirechot. So it's not a proof that what the Eirechot is saying is true. So therefore, Tzricha Abaye had to come and say that even in this case, if, they, if the Bailam are quiet, it is a proof that what the Eirechot is saying is true, and we accept what the Eirechot says. Now the Gemara brings a fourth scenario regarding this Eidechot, and here there's a Machlaikis about this. So the Shaila was asked, What happens in a case if Eidechot comes along and says that your wife had a relation with someone else as the Neshes Ish, and therefore she's also to you now. That's the halacha if a woman, Eishes Ish, has a relation with someone else, it, she may not go back to her husband. And And the husband here is quiet, he doesn't react to this. Mahu, what's the halacha here? Should we say the same that we said before, that the Eirechot is believed? So, Amma Abaye, Abaye says, Neman. Just like we said before, Abaye himself said before in all the cases, that when the person is quiet, the Eirechot is believed in this case as well, the Eirechot is going to be believed. Rav Omar, however, Rav disagrees, and Rav says, Einei Neman. No, in this case, the Eirechot is not going to be believed. Over here, Rav holds when it comes to this halacha of... A uh, situation of znos to asr isha on the husband. This is a davisha be'erve, and when it comes to a davisha be'erve, you have to have two edim. Over here, the edachar is not going to be believed. Abaye really also agrees to this concept of davisha uh, be'erve that you have to have two edim. But over here, because Abaye before said the concept that when a person is quiet, he's being maida. So we have the klal. A person could always asr on himself something, even if there's no proper proof for it. You come along and say that something is aser, so then shavya anafsheicha tichet yisura. So you, for yourself, you make that aser. So therefore, Abaya holds that it's going to be aser for you. Rav, however, holds the Bailam being quiet is not significant. Doesn't mean anything. He's being quiet because he just doesn't know. He's not going to argue with the Yerachar. He has no idea. Right. So in the other cases before, Abaya held that when the person was quiet. Uh, 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 that is. Rava in the, the previous cases that the Gemara brought, the fact that the person is quiet is some sort of a proof. It's a proof that what the Eid Echad is saying is true. But over here, the person is quiet because he has no idea. Come, someone comes and says, his wife was Mizana. He has no idea. So the fact that he's quiet doesn't prove anything. If it doesn't prove anything, so then his wife is going to be mutter to him. You're going to need two Eidim to answer a woman on the husband. You don't have two Adam, so she's going to be mutter. So here the Gemara is going to bring a lengthy discussion in the source of Abaye's opinion and Rav's opinion. First, Abaye brings a source for this. Amr Abaye. Abaye says, From where do I know what I say that just with one aid and the husband being quiet is enough to ask this woman on the husband? There was this individual that was blind. He used to come and teach prices in front of Shmuel. One day, he was late, he didn't come. He didn't come. So Shmuel sent a shliach, a messenger, to go and bring him to find out what happened to him. 
So the shliach went to find this individual, this blind individual on one road, so this blind individual came to Shmuel on a different road. And the shliach comes back to Shmuel, Omar, he tells Shmuel, or he tells this person, zinsa. I went to your house, and what I, you left your house, and what I found is that your wife was mezana with someone. So here you have a shliach, which is an Eidechod, saying that this person's wife was mezana. So also the Shmuel. So this, this blind individual that heard this report from an Eid Echad, that his wife was Mazana, he came to Shmuel, Amale. so Shmuel tells this person, if you believe this Eid Echad, Zilafka. so go send your wife out, you can't live with her anymore. If you don't believe him, so then you don't have to. So what does this mean over here? So here Abaya understood what Shmuel said, Exactly like his opinion, that over here, if he's going to be quiet and you believe the Eid so then you, you have to send your wife out. So my love, don't you think what Shmuel meant to say is, if you believe this Eid here, this Shliach that I sent, the Lav Gazlona, who is not a person that's possible, he's not a thief, a thief is someone you can't trust at all. So then, if you're quiet and you believe him, you, don't, you have no way of arguing with him, so then your wife will be Yasser. If he's a person that's possible Eidos, so then we don't have to trust him at all. Yeah, so this is a riot to what Abayah said. Rav, Rav will answer you, that's not what Shmuel meant. Shmuel meant something different. If this person is so trusted to you, mamish like two Aiden, when, when he comes and tells you that this is what your wife did, you, you say to yourself, ah, yeah, I know that this is true. I know that this was happening. And you, you believe him like two Aiden. You know yourself that this is 100% true. Then, then, Zilapka. Then go and divorce your wife or get rid of her. But Viloi, if the Eid Echad is telling you that this ha- happened and you have no clue to know that this is true, you have no suspicion about this and you have no reason to believe him. And so even though you have one Eid that's saying this, Tafka, you don't have to stand there away. So Adar Abba, Rava holds that, uh, that Shmuel was saying exactly like Rava's opinion, that just the words of an Eid Echad is not good enough to force a person to send out his wife. But it is an Eid Echad. Huh? It is an Eid yeah, okay, but if the person don't know, what he's saying is, if you know that this is true, if a person himself knows that something is true, he doesn't need uh, to aid him the pile for this. If he knows for a fact that his wife is Mizana, he's going to have to send her out without to aid him, or even without an Eidachot either. So what Shmuel was saying is, if you believe and know that what the Eidachot is saying is 100% true, so then even if you don't have to aid him, you're going to have to send her out. Okay, so this proof from what Shmuel Paskin is not a proof for Abaya. So Abaya, he brings another proof. From where can I bring a proof to what I said, the Tanya, because we have the following story. And this is a long story, which is a big tragedy, a story with Yanei Amelech. And from the end of the story, we'll see a riot to what Abaya said. There was a story with Yanei Amelech. Now Yanei Amelech came from the Hashminoim, and he lived at the, towards the end of the time of the second base of Mikdash. So what was the story with him? He went to an area that was called Kuchlis, that was in a, in a desert area. And he conquered there 60 big cities. So he basically he went and uh, uh, he had a very big success in his battles. On his way back from these battles, he was very, very jubilant and very excited. And he invited all of the Chachamim, Amalem, he told them as follows. Aviseinu, our ancestors, they would eat these maluchim. Maluchim are some kind of vegetables, cheap vegetables. 
They, did, they were very poor, and that's what they ate. This is hundreds of years before when they were busy building the Beis HaMikdash. So he said to them, now look how rich we are. We conquered all these countries and we have all the success. But in order to commemorate what our, for, for what our ancestors did and to thank the Eivishter, let's also sit down and eat these same vegetables. As to commemorate what happened with our, where our ancestors were. They brought golden tables because they were very rich at this point, and they brought these maluchim on these golden tables. And they were eating. They were basically they were celebrating the the big success and the bracha and the riches that they gave Eden at that time in history. Let's. There was a person there, a man, a let's. How do I translate let's in English? A, a scoffer. Levra, with a very evil heart, Ubliyal, person without any yoke of heaven upon him. And his name was Allah ben Pira. You're going to see over here how evil of an individual this was. This Allah ben Pira says to Yanei Amelech, Yanei Amelech, King Yanei, the heart of the Purushim, which refers to the Tzadikim, to the Chachamim that are here with you, they have a heart against you, they're not with you. So the king asks him, what should I do to figure this out, that they're actually against me? How could I see this? So this Elizabeth ben Peter tells, put on the tzitz of the kohen gadol between your eyes and, and take, take the kohen for yourself. Now he was a descendant of kohenim. As I mentioned, he was a king from the chashmenoim, which were kohenim. So he tells him, put the tzitz between your eyes and have them stand up in front of you because you're wearing the tzitz. So Hakim Lahem he put on the tzitz between his eyes. Now Rashi here says that it's actually not usher to wear the tzitz even in a time when you're not doing the Aveda outside the Beis Hamikdash. This was something that was mentioned earlier in the Masechta when it comes to the garments of a Kayan Gadol or a Kayan Bechlal, since it's impossible to take off the garments the moment you've done the Aveda and not have a gnaw from it after you've done the Aveda. So if you wear it after you've done the Aveda, there's no Me'ila. Even though it's not supposed to be done, but it's not, there's no Me'ila for this. Yeah. Okay, so Me'ila means when you're misusing an item of Hegdish. Okay. So he went and put on this tzitz. Yanni Amalekh put on the tzitz, basically making the point that I am the Kain Gadol. Only the Kain Gadol wears the tzitz. Yeah. There was one of the elders of the Chachamim that was there, but Yehuda ben Gadidia Shemai, and his name was Yehuda ben Gadidia. So he said to Yanei Amelech, Yanei Amelech, King Yanei, Rav Lucha Kesamalchus. It's more than enough the fact that you have the crown of kingdom. Hanach Kesakohne Lazarishalaren. Leave the crown of the Kohne for the descendants of Aaron. Now the Gemara clarifies immediately what this means. Wasn't Yanei himself a descendant of Kainim? He was from the Chashminai. Shahayu Aimrim, because it was said about the mother of Yanei that Imoi Nishpis Bumadim. That his mother was captured in Medim. Medim was one of the places where the Hashminoim and the Yivanim had their battles. And he, they, they, it was said that his mother was captured. And the halacha is, once a woman is captured, there's a suspicion that she had a relation with a guy, and therefore she's also to a kain. So therefore, the child that's born is a halal. So, so Yanai is, is, is possible. So they actually went and tried to find out this matter. Is it true? Did she get captured? Did she not get captured? And they couldn't actually prove this. Which means that in the end, they couldn't prove that Yanei HaMelech would be possible of being a Kohen Gadol. But nevertheless, because of this suspicion, they didn't want Yanei HaMelech to be a Kohen Gadol. What happened? 
the Chachmi Yisrael were separated from the king with anger. The king was very angry at them that here, Elizabeth Puyira made his point, look, the, the Chachmi Yisrael don't like you. Now, this Allah ben Poira was not done. He says to Yanei Amelech, Yanei Amelech, King Yanei, Hediyat Sheb Yisrael Kach, a simple person amongst Yidin, if you treat him this way, so that can be expected that he's, that he's, that he's uh, being treated in such a way against his honor. But Kachudinoi, uh, that is. Kachudinoi, this is the way he's expected to be treated. But Va'ata Melech, you're a king. The Kohen Gadol, and in addition, you're also a Kohen Gadol. Kach, this is how you're being treated, and you're not going to react to the fact that Chachavim embarrass you? Kach, this is your din? So, Yanei Melech asks him, what should I do to the Chachavim? So, Allah Peter said, If you listen to my advice, you should murder all of them. So, Yanei Melech asks, What's going to be with Taira? Aren't they the ones that teach us Taira? So he answered, Hare Krucha Umanachas Bekeren Zavis. We have the Taita. The Taita scroll is here. It's wrapped up and it's in the corner. Whoever wants to come and learn Taita, even after you'll kill all the Chachma Yisrael, we still have a Taita. At that point, Nizrka Boy Apocorsis. Yani Amelech had a thought of Apocorsis in him. That he was relying on the fact that you have the Taita Shabiksav available for anyone to learn. Because the Havalei Lameimar, Yanei Amalekh should have responded to the advice of Allah ben Poyira, I can't kill all the Chachamim, because Tainach, Teirish Shabiksav, you have the Teirish Shabiksav, but Teirish Shabalpeh, the oral Teirish, which is taught by the Chachamim, my, what's going to be with Teirish if I'm going to kill all the Chachmi Yisrael? But he didn't answer that. So he had this uh, thought of Apikorosis, that we don't need the Chachamim, we don't need Teirish Shabalpeh, Teirish Shabiksav is good enough. Mayyad immediately vetutzatz haro. So this terrible evil thought uh, sprouted, came out. That's one pshat Rashi says, Vatutsat. So another pshat is like it's like a fire that was burning through Elazabem Pira and Vayehargu, Vayargu Kol Chachmi Yisrael. And all, and Yani Amalach had all of the Chachmi Yisrael killed. And the whole world was completely desolate. There was no Chachmi Yisrael teaching Teire. There was one that was left, and that was Shimon ben Shatach. Why was he saved? Because Shimon ben Shatach, Rashi brings here, was a brother-in-law of Yanei Amelach. He was the brother of Yanei's wife. And she hit him, and he was saved. He began teaching the Teir Shabbat Peh again, and brought back Teir to the way it was before. That's the story over here with Yanei Amelach. Obviously a very big tragedy. And here, the Gemara is going to focus on the detail that was brought in the middle over here, that how did this all begin? Why did Chachamim not want him to become a Kayan Gadol? Because there was a suspicion that his mother was captured, and therefore the child is possible. The Gemara wants to understand what was this suspicion based on? What exactly happened here? Hey, Chidomi, what's the story here? Huh? That's all Chachm Yisrael. Kol Chachm Yisrael. Could have been a very large number. Yeah. So what happened over here? If you're going to say, they were, try, they were trying to, they made an investigation regarding this. The Beitrei Omri Yishtaboi. So first he found two Edim that said that his mother was captured. But then, then another two witnesses came and said that his mother was not captured. And that's why the, the, the story here is that they couldn't come to the bottom. They, 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 it says that they didn't come to the conclusion that his mother was captured. But why would we, if there's two Adam that are contradicting each other about this fact, so then my chaz is the Samcha Sahani, 
Why would you rely on the two Adam that say that his mother was not captured? You could rely on the two that say that she was captured. Meaning the Gemara is saying this becomes now a suffix. So how could the Brais say that they didn't find out anything? They found out that it's a major suffix. This is a real dot over here. And Rashi here actually adds an important point. Usually the cloud regarding such a kind of case when you have two Adam that are contradicting each other is you go after the Chazaka, the previous status. And over here, seemingly the mother has the status that she was kosher until she was captured. But, Rashi says, since the discussion here is about the status of Yanai, and not about the status of the mother, Yanai himself does not have a chazaki. He's born from his mother where there was a suffix about her status from the moment he's born. So if there's no, if there's no chazaka about Yanai himself, and there's two Aden where there's a contradiction about what the status of his mother is, so then shouldn't this be a suffix about Yanai? So why does the Bryce say it? They didn't find out anything. Ella says the Gemara, you must say, what happened over here is... Huh? Suffix came later, the suffix. He was born, he was like, no, 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 he was born after. He was born after this, uh, no. this incident of his mother being captured. He was born afterwards. So he was, there was never a chazaka about it. <laughs> Ella says the Gemara, the, the case must be over here. It must be that there was one aide that came and said that the mother was captured. And then, when, if an aide echad said so, you would rely on an aide echad. And the mother would be also to her husband. And what must have happened over there is that then two Adam came along and contradicted this Adachot, and therefore the Bryce says that we have no evidence to say at all that there's any issue with the mother. But if two Adam would not contradict what the Adachot says, then that Adachot would be believed. That's seemingly how we could explain the story. So therefore Abayah says... From here I see that if an Eidechot comes and says that a woman is captured or that a woman was mezana with someone, that's enough to rely upon to answer this woman to the husband. Unless the husband is, is disagreeing with the Eidechot. But the Rave, Rave will tell you there's no raya from the story. Really, what happened in the story is there were two Adam that said that she was captured and then there were two Adam that contradicted that. But in what way did the other two Adam contradict? That what the story was, first there were two Adam that came and said, we saw that your mother was captured. Then came another two groups of Adam and were mazim. Hazama works differently. Hazama is not contradicting what the first two Adam are saying. Hazama says, How could you say that you were there and saw that she was captured if you were with us in a different location? And the halacha by Hazama is that we only trust the second group and the first group is totally eliminated. So therefore, the Bryce says that, that they didn't find any trace of any issue to the, with the mother. Hazama is when you completely eradicate the first Adam. I'm not sure what the English translation for the word Hazama is. It's a different type of contradiction. Usually when you contradict Adam is, Adam say A, and the, the, the second group of Adam say, no, how could you say that this is what happened? It, it, we were there and we saw that it did not happen. Hazam is different. They're not saying we were there and we saw it did not happen. They say we were in a different location and you were with us in a different location. So they're not contradicting the actual story itself. They're just uh-huh. saying that the Adam themselves were not there. Uh-huh. In such a case, we accept the words of the second group of Adam. Uh-huh. So, and that's what it's talking about over here. Another option the Gemara said of what could have happened here. We could say like Rabbi Yitzchak said, Rabbi Yitzchak, what happened was, There were two Aiden that came and said, we saw that his mother was captured and they brought him to, to the Gaim. But then another set of Aiden came and said, we saw that they smuggled out the mother and instead they, they put a maidservant in her place and she's the one that was captured. And really, Yana's mother was smuggled out and she was saved. 
So once they had these two Edom, the second group of Edom are not contradicting what the first group is saying. They're just adding, they're finishing off the story. The first group of Edom only saw the beginning of the story and they're saying, no, that really afterwards the mother was smuggled out. So therefore we trust what the second group of Edom said. So this was all Abaya trying to prove his opinion. Now the Gemara brings how Rabbi tried to prove his opinion that we do not trust an Edom that a wife should have to leave the husband. said, What's my proof? The Tnan, we learned in the Mishnah, the following Machlekes. So this is actually a Braisa regarding a Mikveh. Amar Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon said, There was a story with a pool of water that belonged to Discus in the city Yavna. So this was really a Mikveh. The Mikveh had a Chazaka that it's, it has the full amount of water and it's a Kosher Mikveh. So in other words, they measured it at a certain point, and it was a kosher mikveh. But then Umadudu came at a later time point, a later point in time, and they measured this mikveh and they found that it was missing the, the amount of mikveh has to have forty saw of water of kosher water, and it, they, they found that it was missing that it's possible. So now, so kol is shenasu al gaba. So what's with all the things? that they purified, that they toivled in the mikveh, in this period of time, what do we say? Do we have a suspicion that maybe the mikveh was already possible from before? Or do we say that only now, when we discover the psal, it's possible? So, said, all those things that were toivled from that time when they measured it, then it was toiv. Until now, when they discovered that it's possible, it's all toiv. Rabbi Kiva metame. Rabbi Kiva says that no, it's all tome. That there was that time that we measured and it was tahir, but from that time going forward, we don't know when it when the water went missing. So it's all going to be a suffix, it's all going to be tummy. Mm-hmm. Now the Braise here explains the basis of their machlekes. Amr Abtarfin, Abtarfin said, This mikveh, we checked it and it has a chazakeh that it was full, that it had the amount of water it needs it. Now just because there's a doubt, now that we see that it's missing the water and there's a time period where there is a doubt about this because of a suffix, you're going to say that we consider it to be possible and everything that was tabled is possible? Out of a suffix, you can't consider it to be possible if there's a chazaka that it had the right amount of water in it. That was Rab Tafin's reasoning. Amir Rabakiva had opposite reasoning. He said, No, Adam Don't forget, forget about looking at the chazaka of the mikveh, look at the chazaka of the person. That's tabling in this mikveh. This person that's tabling in the mikveh, or any keli, any object that you're tabling here, has a chazaka that he's tame. Mm. So, now he tabled in a mikveh, which is a suffix if it's tired or tame, you could be metayed a person and take him out of a status of tume based on the, on the mikveh, which is, we don't even know if it's a good mikveh or not. Al tarenemisafik. You can't purify a person with a mikveh, which is a questionable mikveh. Amir Abtafan Abtafan goes further on and says, I'll bring you a mashal for this. In other words, a source for this to compare it to another halacha that everything is tarred. What this is compared to is a kayan that's being makrav on the mizbeach, ben ben chalutza. And you find out about him that he's actually a halal. A halal is a kayan puzzle that's born from a mother that was a grusha or chalutza that got married to a kayan and she's not allowed to marry a kayan and the child is a halal. It's not allowed to serve in the base of mikdash. Now the halacha is that the Aveda that he did before will be kosher. He's not allowed to do the Aveda from here going forward, but any Aveda that he did in the Beis HaMikdash beforehand will be kosher. So just like over there I say that only from when you found out his Aveda will be possible, but from before it will be kosher, the same thing over here. 
Only when I found out that the mikveh is possible will it be possible, but anything from before will, will, will be tired. That's the comparison he said. Now this comparison of Raptarfin is a very difficult comparison. Taisvis and all the Rishayim talk about this because over there, by the Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza, the Gemara is going to soon bring Psukim that will explain that in that case it has nothing to do with a Suffolk. Even if you know for a fact that he's a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza, nevertheless, whatever Avedi he did, Bidi Eved is all going to be kosher. Over here, we're discussing a situation of a Suffolk. Uh, do, we, do we follow the suffix? Do we go with the chazaka of the person? Do, do we go with the chazaka of the mikveh? How, how is he bringing a raya from this case of ben, Grusha ben Chalutza? It's a very, very difficult uh, comparison. Okay, we'll leave, I'll leave it as a question. But I'm just saying it's, it's not a Pashta comparison. Amar Abakiva. Abakiva says, I'll bring you a comparison to another din. This is compared to someone that's bringing a carbon on the Mizbeach, a kayin. And at a certain point, he finds out that he has a blemish and he's possible to do the Aveda. What's the Allah here? Shavedase Psula. If he, he has this mum, so then everything retroactively, all the Aveda that he did before will all be possible. So now we have two things to compare to here. Amr Abtarfin, and Abtarfin says, Atta de you're comparing our case of the mikveh to a kayin of Bamum. Vani de ben And I'm comparing it to a kayin that was discovered to be a halal. Let's see which one it's more compared to. If it's logically more compared to that, so then we'll say the halach is like, like a ben grusha ben chalutza. And the mikveh here also, we should say that everything is tired. If our case is more similar to a balmum, so then the nanika balmum will pass like the balmum where everything retroactively will be, will not, will be tame. So his chalad abakiva lodon abakiva began to explain why he's right that we have to compare it to a balmum, and he gave two svaras. He said, number one, mikveh psulei biyachid. By a mikveh, if just one eight comes along and says that a mikveh is possible, the mikveh becomes possible. What is this based on? By all isurim, there's a klal that an eight echad is neman for isurim. So if you have a mikveh, and this is a question of whether it's possible or not, this is in the status of an isur. Could you use it or not? You believe one eight. And when it comes to a Balmum, he's all, a, a one eight is also believed to say that this kain is a Balmum. And that's going to be a, a main discussion that the Gemara is soon going to explain why is one eight believed to say that a kain is a Balmum. But he says these two are compared. So therefore I, I, I use the Balmum as a source for the mikveh. But I'm not going to prove from a kain to say that a kain is a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza because he, in order to make a, a kain, a, a ben karusha ben chalutza, to make him a halal for this, you need two aid, which is also going to be explained in the Gemara. So that's one reason why Rabbi Kiva said we're going to compare the mikveh to, uh, to the, the, the halacha of the balmon. Another pshat Rabbi Kiva said, mikveh psulei begufai. A mikveh, where's the source of the psul? It's in the mikveh itself, it's missing the water. Balmon psulei begufai. The psul of a kain when he's a balmon, this is a psul in his body itself. So therefore, it makes sense to compare the two. There's no point to compare to the case of a kayan that's a halal. The psul is not in his body. The psul is caused by his mother, by his father, his father that, that, uh, that married a mother that's a grusha. So therefore, no, no reason to compare it to that. The Gemara will explain that soon also. Now, Amalei Rabtafen, after he heard all these reasons of Rabbi Kiva, he said, Akiva, Whoever separates from you, he's like separating from life. He accepted the, the reasoning of Rabbi Kiva. 
Okay, this is the Braise. Now, here the Gemara explains how Rava proves from here that you can trust the words of an Eid Echad when it comes to a status of a person's wife, whether he's allowed to remain with her or not, you can trust the words of an Eid Echad. So the Gemara starts with the case of the Balmum. Hi, Balmum, Shepsule Biyachid, Hechidami. When it says over here that Rabbi Kiva said that you believe in Eidechot to say that a kain is a Balmum, why are we relying on the words of an Eidechot to say that a kain is a Balmum? If the kain himself is contradicting the words of the Eidechot and saying, no, I'm not a Balmum, me Mehemet, would an Eidechot be believed? Why would Eidechot be believed to change the status of a kain? Eidechot is only believed regarding Isurim, but not to say that a kain is a Balmum. Hello. So what must be the pshat of the Braise, the shasik, that the Eidechel comes and says to a kain, you're a bambam, and the kain is not arguing, the kain is quiet. And that's why, similar to all the halachas we learned before, when Eidechel says something and the person is quiet, so then we believe the Eidechel. <coughs> now, in a similar case, when it comes to saying that a kain is a ben grusha, ben chalutza, what did it say in the Braise? The shasik, that even if the kain himself is quiet, and what did it say in the Braise? That a ketani, mikveh When it comes to a mikveh, we trust one aid, because it's an iser. And by a balmum, we trust one aid, because the kain is being quiet. But when it comes to a ben grusha ben chalutza over here, the Braise is saying that you must have two aidim for this, and that's even if the kain himself is quiet. Now, why is this? Because when it comes to ben grusha ben chalutza, this is something which is relevant not only regarding his avayd and the base mikdash. This is also relevant regarding Absol, regarding who he could marry. So, so since this is something which is relevant regarding who you could marry, over here it's similar to the concept of a Dovish Erva that you have to have two. So this is Rav's proof that when it comes to an issue which is related to marriage, a Dovish Erva, you have to have two. That's Rav's proof. Abai responds and says, No, the Kamak Really, the case of this Braise is when it says that a Yachid is believed to say that a Kain is a Bamum. What's the case? <coughs> that the Kain is saying, I'm not a Bamum. Now your question was, if that's the case, why would the Eid Echad be believed if the Kain is saying, I'm not a Balmum? You would never believe the Eid Echad to change a person's status like this. The answer is, because in our case, there's reason to believe the Eid Echad. Because the Eid Echad will say to the Kain, you're arguing with me saying that you're not a Balmum. Take off your garments and show me that you're not a Balmum. I'm telling you, I know that you're a Balmum. So the words that the Eidechad are saying is, is very trustworthy here, because the Eidechad would not say this, because it's something that could be proven. So therefore, even if he's not going to take off his clothing, if the Eidechad is saying so, we know that it's true. Now the Gemara explains, this is also the basis of the second reason that Rabbi Kiva said, why we would compare the case of the Mikveh to the Balmum. He said, Mikveh psulei begufei. The Mikveh is a psul in the Mikveh itself. And by the Balmum, it's a psul in the body of the Kain himself. So these are two things that there's a psul in the guf of this thing itself. And therefore over here, you can come and be mevada regarding the Mikveh itself. Go inspect the Mikveh itself. See if it has a hole. Fig- figure out, look at the Mikveh itself. Just like regarding a Balmum, you can look at his body. You can look at the Mikveh itself and see what's the story with it. But you can't prove from the psul of a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza, there's nothing you could inspect in the Kayin himself to see if he's a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza. That has to do with the mother, with the marriage. And you're going to have to find Adam that know what happened maybe 10 years before, maybe 20 years before regarding their marriage. That was the Svara of Rabbi Kiva. 
Okay, well now the Gemara here just finishes off this Indian to bring a, the, the Psukim, the source of what it said before in the Braise, that if a coin is found to be a Cholal in the middle of his Aveda, then it does not pass his Aveda retroactively. But if he's found to be a Balmum, it does pass his Aveda retroactively. Says the Gemara, Ben Grusha, Ben Chalutza, David, Dosik, Sheira, this that it says here in the Braise, that if a coin is found to be a Cholal, so the Aveda that he had already done from before is all kosher, Minol, and what's the source for this? So the Gemara brings a few psukim. Omer Avyu Dama Shmuel Dama Kra, the Pasik says, that, the, that here, this is the Pasik that David speaks to Pinchas and says that he's going to be a Kayan and his descendants will be a Kayan. So when it says here, Lazare Achrov, what David is telling him is, Bein Zera Kosher, Bein Zera Apostle, whether your descendants will be Kosher or Apostle, all your descendants will be able to serve. That means Bidiyevit. Once the Aved is done, it's Kosher. Avud Shmuelama, the father of Shmuel said another source, Mehacha, the Pasik says, Baruch Hashem Chelai, the Abisha benches his power, that's a simple pshat, to Pail Yod of Tirza, and the work of his hands will be accepted. So the Gemara here Darshan's Chelai means a Philochulin Shabai, even a Kayin that's really a Cholol, and he did the Avedit Tirza, the Abisha will accept it. Bidiyevit, once it's done, it's accepted. Ramyana Yame Mehacha, third Pasik, Ubasa, La Kayin Ashiyib, Bayame Mehain. You will come to a Kayin that will be in your times. What does this mean? Why does a Pasuk have to say, you come to a kain in your times? Would you think, that you go to a kain that's not alive in your times? Obviously, you're going to a kain that's in your times. Ella, these extra words are saying, that you go to any kain in your, your times, any kain that does your avaydi, even a kain that's a halal, it'll be accepted. Now, on the other hand, Balmom, Davidosai Psulo, but if a kain is found to be a Balmom, how do I know that all the Avedi did before is possible? Minolan. Now, this is the conclusion of the previous Pasuk that was quoted here before. So there it says that all the descendants, even a Pasuk, retroactively, the Avedi will be kosher. But then the Pasuk there says, that I'm making a bond with, with Pinchas, Brisi Shalem. Now, what, how do you read the word Shalem? Keshahu Shalem. It, it should be read without a Vav. Shalem, that, that he only has a bond with me if he's Shalem, if, he's a, if he doesn't have a Mum, if he's, if he's complete. V'loi Keshu Chaser, not if he has any blemish. So the Gemara asks, how could you darshan the word Shalem without a Vav? V'hashalem, if it says Shalem with, uh, with a Vav, which means peace, not to be complete without a Mum. You look in the Torah, you'll see that the Vav has, it's, it's, it's cut in the middle. The reason it's cut in the middle is because you're supposed to read it Shalem, without a Vav. Or somebody Shalem actually say you're supposed to read it Shlim, which also means complete, without a Mom. So from here you see the Torah is saying that yes, you and all your descendants will be a Kayim, but nevertheless, only if they're Tomim, Shalem, not if there's a Baal Mom. Then retroactively all the Vaidu will be possible.